Welcome to Sivako, The Road to Avatar. My name is Sean Alexander and I will be your guide to the world of Pandora and beyond. So today I am joined by a very special guest. Uh, special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? I would. Thank you, Sean. My name is Jeff and my Twitter handle is at Jeff Cockwell. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a big Avatar fan. I also run a Doctor Who podcast as well, which is called uh, at Who C2C. Um, so yeah, I'm quite, quite well versed in podcasting as well. It's so exciting to have you on. I, Thank the you. Po- your podcast is great. I like. I'm on the verge of Doctor Who. I always come like dip in and out quite a bit. Right. But the podcast is really enjoyable for me to listen to because I feel like I, I'm like get a little catch up each time <laughs> to figure out where things have been going. Um, yeah, well, we do um, episode reviews as well, and uh, you know we we've been very lucky to be able to talk to some of the cast and crew from the show as well. So hopefully the podcast appeals not just to you know Doctor Who fans as well, but people who might want to get into acting or you know directing for for screen and stuff like that. Um, so we're trying to kind of you know appeal to as many people as we can with it, and uh, maybe convert a few fans on the way. So yeah, I'll ask you a couple of questions. The first of which is, how did you get into Avatar? Okay, um, so uh, I've been a James Cameron fan since I was probably, I don't know, 12, something like that, when I watched Terminator 2, uh, when I was too young to watch Terminator 2, uh, ran at a friend's house, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, and uh, I went away from that, and I wanted to find out more about Arnie. And uh, so I started looking into you know his other films and things like that, and I kept seeing, you know, directed by James Cameron, <clears throat> and I thought, well, you know, what what does this mean? So I kind of investigated that a bit more, and then I, I uh, went to college and, and did a filmmaking course because I kind of fallen in love with making films and and sort of wanted to become Cameron really. So you know when Titanic came out, it was a, a big event, and then you know we waited eleven years or something for Avatar to come out. So I was already kind of you know gonna go and watch it anyway because it was a Cameron film but I um I went up to uh Wimbledon where, where the uh nearest IMAX was to me at the time to go see it on opening night and you know probably like you as well Sean and, and many other people listening I was just blown away by it and uh, like my head was just buzzing for days afterwards you know with, with all the stuff that I'd seen and I, and I think you know obviously many years have passed since then and I've watched the film countless numbers of times and and i think the reason it appeals so much to me is is you know great characters first and foremost and an incredible world um but also it's it's a great mix of science fiction and fantasy stuff which which are two genres i really like and and i think you know cameron's meshed it all together wonderfully um and uh so yeah my my uh your journey in, into being an Avatar fan started a long, long time ago, really, in a roundabout way. I feel like, yeah, that that sort of classic sort of seeing it when it first arrived, seeing it in either IMAX. I mean, to be fair, seeing it in any format is a great time. And it's, yeah, the pictures. I think I think the re-release proved that. Yes. And yeah, I I just feel like everyone has that same experience of feeling like transported, and then just having days, weeks, months afterwards, being like, man, just how how do you do it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and or, yeah, you're right. Also, like, just uh, making something like that, like whenever I watch Titanic, I always think, you, you know, the, the work and the achievement in pulling something like that off on, on that scale, both, you know, in terms of the, you know, the script and the, the effects and the sets and just the whole thing is just unbelievable. And, and uh, you know, Cameron is just a master uh, at it. And, uh, you know, I think, 
uh, what's coming in the way of water is is going to blow us away, you know, from from what we've seen so far. And we know there's a, an awful lot more still to come. Uh, it's it's going to be incredible. You know, what, that's a, that's a perfect chance to go into the next question, which is <laughs> how are we feeling about the way of water? Obviously, we are we are less than a month away now at yeah. this point. Um, God, I am just well. On one hand, <clears throat> I'm beyond excited, and and on the other hand, it, it doesn't feel real, really, in a way, because like you said, we're less than a month away now, and um, we're, we're racing towards you know opening night, and we've waited a long time, haven't we? And uh, you know, there was you know rumors about the film, and then they they announced they were going to make the sequels, and then they were delayed and delayed, and it sort of felt like maybe it was never going to happen. And and now we're we're almost here, and yeah, just it, I, I'm so excited for. It. I've waited a very very long time, um, and and it just doesn't kind of feel real that going to get to go back to the cinema and go back to Pandora and and going back to watch the um, Avatar re-release recently kind of was was quite special as well to to do it all again like that and to think I'm going to get to do this you know brand new in in another couple of months time. So yeah, how, how about you? How are you feeling? It's crazy for me, honestly. Uh, well, because I'm sort of so when Avatar came out, I was 17. I wasn't. I was like, I like film a lot, but I wasn't that deep into it. I didn't go. I went to university to study film uh, a few years later, like five years later. And yeah, I, I feel like at that point of, of how old I was, I didn't really like understand sort of the the, the sort of how big this became at the time. And obviously now, like, I'm turning 30 this next week, and it's sort of crazy to think, yeah, like, this is, like, a huge part of, like, of how, how long I've waited for another one to come out. And, yeah, like, the excitement for it, I can feel it growing day by day. I feel like every so often we're just getting, like, little extra tidbits, like, extra photo here or there. And it just... And nothing has made me worried. Everything has only made me more excited. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I have... I've, I've never had any doubts about Cameron um you know and uh you know when Titanic was coming out people said it was going to flop and it didn't then when Avatar was coming out people said it was going to flop and it and it didn't and you know they're saying the same thing again here and and you know look at the guy's track record and and like my wife said the other day she said oh, surely he can't make a sequel better than the first one and I said do you have any knowledge <laughs> of Cameron's films you know and um yeah I, I have you know absolutely uh, no worries at all about you know what it's it's going to be like and and I'll tell you something else that's been really uh, special recently he's actually been able to go out and and buy something with Avatar on it because there's been nothing has there you, you know really <laughs> Uh, you know, since the first film and um, the day that the uh, Lego sets came out, I went up to London with my wife and one of our twin girls and uh, we took her to the theatre and then we went to the Lego shop afterwards and it, it, we'd planned the trip months before I knew that it was uh, Lego Avatar Day. <laughs> my wife was like, <laughs> is this deliberate? And I said, no, no, of course not. But going into the shop and buying, you know, a box of Lego Avatar, I was you know, <laughs> more excited than I probably should have been <laughs> about it. But, you know, it's it's just great to see, you know, something that people had said online that no one remembered and no one cared about. You know, it's it's being proven wrong daily at, at the moment. And, you know, there, there is a growing, uh, you know, fan base for, it. again, new people, old people who are kind of getting back into it. And, yes, yeah, it's, it's a really exciting time. 
that's that's something really interesting which is i i do find that i'm speaking to a lot of people online who are you know some some of them are were literally like four or five when the first movie came mm. out and they're they're really excited for this new one coming out yeah and that's that's exciting like i love to see that there's like a whole new fan base for it because yeah it's, it, it's kind of one of those films that i think is just going to last lifetimes in terms yeah. of like people will just go back and revisit it because it it can't age at this point yes yeah, it, it, you're right. And uh, uh, quite a nice little story is um, I showed my kids some of the first one uh, a, a couple of months ago when it was still on Disney. And uh, one of the twins wasn't really that fussed and my, and my son wasn't. But the, the other twin, she came up to me a couple of days later and she said, Daddy, can we watch Blue Aliens again? And, uh, and I said, what do you mean Blue Aliens? And she said, the, the tall ones in the jungle. And I said, oh, you mean Avatar? Yeah, yeah, that that's it. And she's asked me a number of times. We sat down and watched bits of it. And um, so that's been quite funny. You know, they're four and a half. And obviously, I've been selective of which bits they've seen. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's really uh, appealed to, to her. And um, my son has started to get into it a little bit now. We, we watched some recently. And he, he asked me, are they real? And, and I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the, you know, the, the Avatars, are they real in this? And I thought, oh, what do I say? So I just went yeah yeah they are <laughs> but you know it, it still looks that good after all this time you know and uh is is convincingly real yeah that's that's something that's so fantastic to hear and like to have that sort of like personal experience to be like look i've shown like a new generation it and they honestly believe this technology exists this, mm. that avatars and the navi are real yeah that shows how how amazing of a job that cameron and the whole team did yeah yeah, and and um, you know the the new one and and the other sequels are they're going to be kind of like the equivalent of um, PlayStation Five graphics to PS One, which is what you know Avatar would be, I think, in comparison, you know, with the with the advancement on it and everything. That's that's crazy to think, isn't it? Because yeah. when you look, well, we obviously we saw the re-release and it still looks fantastic. There's no oh, yeah. denying that. I. And to think that they're improving on that, and we have mm. seen the you know footage at the end of the re-release, we've seen the trailers and teaser, and it does look better. And it's yeah. it's crazy to think that they somehow did improve on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, how how did they do it? Yeah, well, when I saw the re-release, I had the swimming scene at the end of it. Which one did you get? I had the uh, Loak with the Tolkien. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so I mean, it it was unbelievable seeing it uh you know the, the the detail in it and the depth in the shots as well um and then when i saw uh wakanda forever last week they had the the full trailer in 3d before it um and and not kidding people in the cinema went oh and you know they were making you know they were reacting to it and making noises to it and um same thing happened when the, the teaser was shown before doctor strange earlier in the year you know there was a a palpable kind of positive reaction in the cinema, which I, I took to be quite a good sign. Yeah, I, th- I think that kind of shows, especially when, yeah, you can hear that audience reaction. I very, really, rarely hear that for a trailer. You, yeah. you get it for the movie or, or now and then. Yes. Us, us in the UK, we're not very expressive for, for movies. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> not it's, like America. You know, you're right. And it is happening a little bit more. I, I remember um, I went to see um, Endgame at a midnight showing and, and people were cheering and, and clapping at that. Um, and uh, it doesn't happen, you know, in... Um, in in a normal screening, you know, like a midnight one, you're all all fans and all geeks there, so you know you can kind of let go, and it's like being at a concert, you know, with with the cheering and stuff. But um, yeah, it doesn't happen 
uh, quite the same way over here that it does in America, does it? No, <laughs> I think maybe I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. Some of, some of it's a little over the top, I think. But. Yeah, yeah. Some of those um, reaction videos you can get on YouTube to stuff uh, they they're quite good fun. But yeah, it, it uh, I wouldn't want it happening all the time. Not not for your first viewing experience. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's the perfect time. Let's let's get on to our main topic today, which is that we're going to talk about the we're doing a little retrospective of Zoe Saldana, talking about her career. Before, after Avatar. So we've both picked out a few different films from her filmography. And obviously we'll talk about Neytiri. And yeah, I think best place to start is um, I'll throw it over to you. Because um, we both chose two films each. Or two characters each, I should say. As she <laughs> has a habit of, well, being in a lot of franchises, it, it seems. Yeah, hasn't she? I mean, you know, would you would you go as far to say that she's the modern queen of sci-fi i mean you know she's got obviously avatar guardians of the galaxy and star trek as well i honestly it's when you look at that lineup it's hard to argue against it yeah in terms of i you know you always see like people like uh, samuel jackson mentioned in terms of like how much how big their like blockbuster influences mm. but i think zoe saldana is like this sort of like like a like the the quiet on the outside like gonna beat you all sort of thing because she has the guardians she has avengers star trek and if anything avatar is the one that sets her apart from the rest yeah 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 she um yeah that's quite interesting what you said there because you know she's in these huge films but but I'll, and and she is in theory a big star but because you know she's you know, digitally blue in in Avatar, green body paint in Guardians, and you know herself in in Star Trek. Visually, she's possibly not that recognisable because she looks so different in her films. You know what I mean? It's, she's not like you know a, a sort of instantly recognisable face um, because you know she's kind of she gets very immersed in the roles. I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what I, that sort of made me just think as well, like how with Andy Serkis a lot of people don't realize he's a lot of the roles that he plays yeah, yeah. so you know obviously he played he was just playing a character in uh like Black Panther mm. but obviously he's like Stoke he's Caesar he's Gollum you know like, yeah. his list is crazy and I think Zoe has a sort of similar situation that yeah because she not only transforms herself physically and uh, looks different, but also she's so immersed into those characters. She seems like a different person each time. Yes, yeah, yeah, she does. And and I think um, you know she she seems really sort of committed and dedicated to to all the stuff that she does. And um, you know, I don't know about you, but when I kind of like a performance a, a lot by someone in a film, I like to kind of investigate their other stuff and start you know following the career. And and I did the same um, you know with Zoe here and, and with Sam Worthington as well. You know, I really enjoyed him in in Avatar, and it's been quite interesting seeing how their careers have you know diverged haven't they and how, how differently they've gone mm. and uh you know he he was kind of poised to be really big at one point and you know a couple of films kind of let him down a little bit but then he moved into doing some really interesting stuff like man on a ledge and and the shack and um you know various other bits and pieces um and you know she's continued to do kind of a lot more high profile stuff so um what uh, what were the films that you picked out about her so, if I remember correctly, I picked her role uh, in Star Trek, I think. Yeah. 
as Ahura. But I also picked... So, uh, you know what, let's start with the Star Trek one. Because it came okay. out the same year as Avatar, yep. the first Star Trek. Which is crazy yep. to me, like, that she had both of them in the same year. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, She must have shot Avatar first because of the, all the yeah. post-work Bouncy, on right? it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, what did you think of, the, of that first Trek film? I really... I think the first one is probably my favourite of the three. Although the third one is, like, I think is a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that third one. So I, I really liked the first one. I, I quite like J.J. Abrams' stuff, um, mm. although I wish he'd stop remaking TV shows for, for into features and do something original now. Um, and uh, I do like his use of lens flare, uh, which which a lot of people will take the mick <laughs> out of him for. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that that first Star Trek. You know, I think Chris Pine, uh, Chris Pine is quite good. He's, he's quite charismatic, and, and Carl Urban and Zoe fitted in it, it really nicely. And the second one with, with Cumberbatch was was all right i wasn't sort of as taken by it and um yeah i don't think i watched the third one uh in the end because abrams didn't do that one did he and no uh, he he didn't i believe i think it was justin lynn yeah it does fast and furious films yes Is that right yeah yeah so yeah you like the first one best did you I th- i'm between the first and the third i i will admit it's been a little while since i've caught up with them fully i need to have a good rewatch of them i've definitely uh I've definitely seen the first one the most out of the three. I don't think yeah. I've even gone back to the, Into Darkness at all. And I think the main reason for that was because it felt like it relied so heavily on the the big moment, which was that anyone was ever talking about in the build-up to it, was yeah. obviously, you know, he's Khan, you know, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch was playing Khan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which was almost obvious, really, when you uh, kind of look at it, wasn't it, that that was what they were going to do with it. Um, but I, I I thought Zoe, you know, she she fitted in really well in it. And I, I've never really been a Star Trek fan, so I was kind of able to come to it. Um, you know, I went to watch it just because it looked good. You know what I mean? I, it wasn't mm. like, oh, hey, you know, here's a new Trek film. I must I must go see it. Um, so I kind of came at it fresh. Um, and, you know, so I don't know whether she was kind of mimicking uh you know the original um Uhura in her performance or you know homaging or anything but uh yeah I, I again just really enjoyed her in it yeah and I think as you said there's, there's a it's a big cast for that movie and mm. quite an impressive cast as well yeah so you mentioned Chris Pine Carl Urban uh, Zachary Quinto Spock as well oh yeah and I forgot he was in it yeah Simon Pegg's in it I love, I yeah. love him in it and I think she, it she really works really well in these ensemble casts. Yes, yeah. I think she brings a a really good energy to it. I think, especially because opposite, because uh, her and uh, Spock have a thing going on. Yeah, and I think that that sort of uh, give and take sort of thing they got going on, she has to do a lot of the work there. If I'm honest, Spock yeah. is a bit of a can feel a bit one note at times and i think that's yes. part of the character yeah he's quite uh quite a closed book isn't he uh in, yeah. in a way yeah so she yeah. she has to bring a lot more to it a lot of energy to it and she does and it is yeah like i thought it was so interesting that she did star trek and avatar the same year and also we mentioned sam Worthington earlier he did uh terminator salvation and avatar the same oh, year yeah. so they both yeah. did like big franchises mm. outside of avatar that year yeah so clearly, people were listening when they, when James Cameron like signed them up. They were like, yeah. "Oh, we need to get on these guys quick." That's it, exactly. Yeah, because didn't didn't Sam do 
Terminator, and and then he got Avatar off the back of it, was it? No, it's was well, it Terminator and Avatar came out the same year, I think. I right. think they were both 2009. So let me double check. Actually, I'll do a quick one. I'm sure it was. Yeah, 2009. So yeah, again, I think it was just purely off the bat that they heard he was cast in Avatar, and they were right. like, yeah, let's, uh, um... yeah. So pick the timing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed uh, Salvation. Um, it, it was a. a quite a good just action film i thought but it you know it wasn't amazing was it um mm. you know it, it was it was fine though but uh um but yeah it was it was enjoyable enough anyway yeah um yeah so i, I yeah i really liked uh, uh zoe in, in star trek are they gonna do any more do you think there keeps being talk about a fourth isn't there and like yeah. or tarantino doing one or something well, I don't, I don't know if the tarantino one was ever going to be the fourth one i feel like that was always going to be like a like a a spin-off own right. separate thing because I feel like if you try to suddenly to do a Tarantino as a fourth of a series which is already very well established you're suddenly risking losing a lot of well the, the fun Tarantino aspects yeah. you're going to get yeah yeah it would be a bit of a, a weird fit wouldn't it suddenly yeah yeah but we, we you never know when these things always just reappear out of nowhere at some point down the line we probably yes. will end up with another one yeah yeah um, so um, one of the films I picked uh, was Columbiana. Um, <clears throat> have you seen that one? You know what? I didn't get a chance to, but I've been watching like all the behind the scenes and okay. interviews of it. So I found it. <laughs> so I've got like a different perspective on it. Right. From what I could tell, it looks like the sort of movie I'd enjoy. Yeah. It, so she basically is uh, like an assassin in it. And um, she she ends up... Uh, um, she works for her uncle as a as a hitman, and then she she does um, it kind of investigates vigilante murders um, in, in the evenings and things, and it's um it's it's just an action film, a, a bit like films like Peppermint that um, Jennifer Garner was in, or or um, Lucy with Scarlett Johansson, you know, kind of female led stuff, um, and and really nicely done, and and Saldana's quite um quite a kind of quite a moody character in it um and uh there's some really good fight scenes in it i've watched it a couple of times and um you know she can really do the kind of physical side of things you know when she's playing natura you know a lot of her movements are really big aren't they and kind of you know there's quite a lot of sort of you know not ballet necessarily but you know what i mean big big graceful kind of movements and stuff to it and she, and she brought a lot of that to um to the role in, in Columbiana as well um so yeah i you know for anyone who hasn't seen it um you know and is looking for you know, a bit of good kind of butt kicking and gun fighting and stuff like that i recommend it and um i think she's she's doing another one for it, according to imdb um just have a quick look yeah it says it's announced so that's interesting it's not necessarily a film that uh you know i thought oh yeah there's, there's got to be another one for that um but the, if they're gonna do one it's a bit like john wick actually it's kind of it's, it's pre-john wick female kind of john wick type stuff um, but if they're gonna do another one i'll, I'll be there to watch that because it was great fun and you know a lot of the time that's just what films should be really you know hasn't got the best story but you know it's fun I found an interesting little uh, tidbit to link to The Way of Water is that Cliff Curtis is in it as her uncle, which is a little uh, connection to The Way of Water as he is yep. playing Tonomari. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so and he was in, um, uh, was it Fear the Walking Dead that he, he was doing and he left that to do Avatar, didn't he? I believe so. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I've only seen maybe the yes, first series of that Walking one. Dead. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's yeah, I quite like it as well when uh, you know an actor or actress that you like and and did something in another film, you know, did with another actor or actress in a film, and then you know years later they they pair up again in something, um, and a bit like um, Winslet coming back to do Way of Water with Cameron, you know, that's quite nice. Mm, that it feels special in that sort of way. That yeah, that that working relationship clearly was good. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, they may have had difficulties, you know, with various things doing Titanic and stuff, but they've obviously, you know, got a friendship and a good relationship there enough to come back and, you know, learn to uh, hold your breath underwater for seven minutes or whatever it was that Winslet did. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it, it sounds like this time round, uh, Cameron's a little bit, <laughs> he's mellowed out in the yes, in more recent a little, years. A little which bit, is yeah. Great to hear. Yeah, yeah. Because he sounded like quite the personality, I should say. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's Early a days. that's a, a tactful way of, of putting it. Yeah. Um yeah, he, he he was quite notorious for uh you know being quite tough with people and he, he once said, you know, he wants to run on set and if, if you're gonna walk then he's gonna call you up on it. And uh, you know, he, he's acknowledged that, you know, he was uh hard work sometimes and, and definitely has has mellowed a bit in uh you know in, in recent years um but yeah it's, it was kind of all part of his his legend and i sometimes wonder how much that stuff is exaggerated you know and uh you know maybe not entirely true but uh yeah it's certainly kind of um uh, associated with him isn't it yeah, I wonder if yeah, I, I I think there might be some truth in that to be like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like it's like exaggerated for the for the Hollywood glitz and glam. Yeah. Of it all. Uh, I, I if because I honestly I don't I would be surprised if Kate Winslet ever wanted to work with him after a way. It sounds like Titanic went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, exactly. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and like Sigourney Weaver's worked with him a number of times, isn't she? And so you know, they've obviously got you know got past any difficulties when they were doing aliens and you know they've developed a friendship there and stuff and uh, i think it's great that uh you know he has certain people that he, he keeps going back to and I, I might have um tweeted about this or maybe uh but i uh, do you remember seeing the photo of of schwarzenegger on at the avatar set? yeah he was on the set and i know he also he did some training with uh jack champion playing spider that's, that's so. right yeah i've seen that Better picture as well, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that we'll get a uh, a Navi uh, Arnie at some point. Maybe there's because there's got to be uh, casting stuff for the other sequels they haven't announced yet. Yeah, like that's kind of exciting to think that yeah we might get Arnie. He, to be fair, this is the thing: Arnie could play either side. Yeah, he'd yeah, be he good in do. either role. I could see yeah. him as like a a Navi leader. I could see him as a. RDA cigar chomping badass. Yeah, maybe he could be Quaritch's boss that, that comes to Pandora. <laughs> that would be cool, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. So uh, what was the other film, uh, Zoe's that you picked? So for me, I picked... Uh, her other one I picked was The Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Which I found really interesting because I feel like a lot of people forget she's in it. Mm, it's quite a small part, really, isn't it? It's not the biggest part, but it, mm. um, I, wa- I was watching back some interviews that she'd done speaking about the role, and this was sort of her like big step into sort of doing yes. blockbusters for her. And it sounds like she had an awful time with it, yeah. if I'm honest. It sounded yeah. like it was dreadful. The uh, seas were awful trying to work with the weather. And yeah. I, I, she mentioned that Joe jo Brockheimer had actually apologised to her since then to be yes, like, I, I saw such that. a bad time. Yeah, and, and she said that, 
he obviously remembered her and you know saw her subsequently talk about it and, and kind of reached out to apologize and that kind of said a lot about him and and things because you know by kind of he's he's known for you know great big bombastic films and stuff isn't he but you know he's he's very successful and and uh but obviously kind of a decent guy you know with it um so yeah i thought that was really nice that he kind of uh, you know, apologised for for all of that. Uh, you know, to her, but yeah, I I, I was um, when I saw the first pirates. Uh, I, I yeah, I mean, I didn't know who she was, and it was some time after that. Uh, you know, that was pointed out that she was in it, and uh, it's quite fun going back to seeing people. You know, big stars early. Uh, you know, appearances and stuff, isn't it? Mm, you know, that's, and then that's so fun. Yeah, see how they then you know the path they've taken to get get to where they are, you know, years later. Yeah, I I am. Um, what, what do you think of the pirates films? Overall, the the first three I think is some of the best like blockbusters that we have in terms of uh, Gore Verbinski just went for it. He did not. It feels like he had no interference almost in a way. I suppose the only interference I can see is that, that that the studio might have been like, please add more Jack Sparrow. And I feel like that's maybe the only, I think that's the detriment. And I think that, that four and five have proven that since that the Pirates of the Caribbean films need less Jack Sparrow, if anything. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, um, I've enjoyed them a lot and, uh, I I think Depp is really good in them, um, and and for me in the first three, certainly he kind of uh, largely powers it. I, I wasn't that keen on uh, Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley's uh, characters in there. I think because he was so kind of larger than life and, and flamboyant, he, he kind of overshadowed them quite a bit. Um, and uh, the fourth and fifth ones were were good, as I'm talking with you i kind of can't really remember what happened in them um other than i enjoyed them but i've never watched them since but you know they yeah they are they're good fun the first three certainly there's some great visuals and stuff in there and you know like you said Verbinski just kind of got got to do what he wanted with it really i think and um uh yeah they're they are good yeah i think when you consider they've been talking about doing another pirates of the caribbean movie and speaking and i think margot robbie was the name that they had banded around for it a lot of the time and that's not happening anymore from what from what people have been saying but what if they want to go back and bring back you know bring back zoe sardana's character as a uh as the lead i think that's a that's a that's a good idea if i'm honest yeah yeah i think she could easily carry that and uh you know uh it's certainly it's it's one of those worlds that i think it's got a lot of potential within it for, you know, for other stories um, that don't have to involve Captain Jack, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it would be, it would be good to go back to it. And certainly, you know, that kind of pirate stuff is always good fun. So yeah, hopefully they might do something with it at, at some point. It's really interesting to me that no one else has really been able to really crack that sort of pirates genre. I think they perfected it straight away. Yeah. Really with uh, like this sort of, larger than life swashbuckling that they did then i think i think it's been hard to find anything even close to that yeah i i think you know that that sort of made it fun and the supernatural element worked quite well with it as you know i think um you know there's a danger of pirate stuff to be quite 
ironically dry and and you know a bit boring um despite the sort of inherent uh you know fun that you you could potentially have with it but they they definitely captured it well and in fact talking of pipes of caribbean i just remember that we we spoke to kevin mcnally on our podcast um so he played Gibbs in the, the Pirates films, who was, who was Jack's uh, best friend in it. And uh, he had a fairly large part in Doctor Who last year. And uh, he was he was great fun to talk to. And um, he, he told us that he'd, he'd been going up for a number of auditions for American films and he kept not getting them. And uh, he was sort of at the point where he just couldn't be bothered with it anymore. And uh, he was at home drinking wine one day and he was supposed to go to an audition and he he, he didn't want to do it. And his friend said, you, you know, you really should because you never know what will happen. So his friend took him to the audition and he, he, he claimed he was a little bit drunk when he went. And um, it was for Pirates of the Caribbean. And of course, he, he got it and it, it changed his entire career. And he said, I, I think it was because I was a bit tipsy and, you know, kind of fitted the character. Um, but, you know, imagine if he hadn't gone, you know, someone else would have got the part, of course. But, you know, it just kind of shows that you, you need to seize every opportunity because you never know what will come from it. Mm. And you know, I, I find that's interesting as well because uh, Zoe's been talking about that a lot in her interviews, where she says she feels incredibly lucky with the roles she's been able to like play and the people she's been able to work with. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite an impressive list. Yeah, it really is. She works with. Yeah, and she's she does some nice stuff as well in terms of you know she'll do a big blockbuster thing and then she'll move into something a little bit smaller a bit more kind of indie in a way um mm. and and more character based perhaps and so she's sort of you know getting to do a bit of best of both worlds really um on on that side of things um in fact the other film that i picked was i kill giants which was more of a kind of independent uh you know kind of it's, it's a fantasy film have, have you seen that one I haven't. I do. It's it's always one of them ones that's been on my list to watch. Yeah, I just haven't had the chance to get round to it. Well, I remember I I saw that uh, she was announced for it, and I thought, okay, well that's interesting. I'll check it out. And it's about a girl who um, goes and fights giants, uh, but but. You, you're sort of never quite sure, really, if they're fictional or or not. And um, I remember it was it it had come out, um, but I couldn't find it on blu-ray anywhere and i think eventually i found it on amazon prime or something to watch and you know when a film comes out and it like doesn't necessarily get a massive release and then it kind of becomes a bit tricky to, to find it anywhere um and uh eventually i got got around to to being able to watch it and so um zoe plays the, the teacher uh, at the school who kind of takes uh, a, a bit of a uh, takes an interest in in the main girl in it and um sort of tries to guide her and, and help her in, in life a little bit. So, yeah, it's about this this girl, Barbara, and she has got problems at home, uh, her friends, and she hasn't got any friends and her parents don't like her and stuff like this. So she, she goes into this world of, of fighting giants. And, uh, yeah, I found it quite, um, you know, it's it's not an action film at all. It's, it's really kind of, uh, you know, character-driven dr- stuff with some fantasy elements to it. And I, I found it surprisingly moving, actually. And um, it, it's definitely worth a watch for something a bit bit different from uh, from Zoe. Oh, it's one that I definitely need to catch up on because, yeah, her work is always really interesting. I, I'm always really interested by the roles, different roles she takes. Yeah, I, I, I just sort of, I enjoy watching her. You know, I've got a number of actors like that. And even if the film they're in isn't necessarily, you know, great for, you know, whatever reason, I, I'll always have enjoyed them, you know. And so, and, and that's, again, the most important thing, I think, to have 
I've had a good time watching a film. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think there's just some actors who do have that energy about them that yeah. no matter what, they will give a good performance and it will at least make the experience feel worthwhile experiencing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like going back to Schwarzenegger, you know, he's not the world's best actor, is he? But he's always entertaining. And even in you know, some of his, his lesser films, they're, they're watchable because he's good fun in them, you know. So we got your last one as well, which... I think probably is uh, this is the thing we're probably at this point where it's arguably maybe her more famous role now so what what uh, Gamora yes yeah would it, would it, I say it's her yeah I think yeah I think you're probably right actually certainly at the moment I, I'd say give it another 30 days maybe and that might change <laughs> <laughs> um but because obviously uh, Guardians came out after uh, Avatar and obviously the MCU has exploded, uh, you know, w- w- within the, you know, the, the time since um, Avatar. So yeah, I, I'd say Gamora by and large would be Zoe's kind of, um, you know, her, her iconic and most identifiable uh, role. Um, and I really like the Guardians films. Uh, you know, I like the MCU as well, and I, I like James Gunn's stuff. You know, he, he does good character work it's all a little bit kind of bonkers and off the wall and uh but there's still a, an awful lot of heart to them you know if, if anyone's seen guardians 2 you you'll know what i mean you know with with the end of that film um and i yeah I, again i really like zoe in it i, I think she bounces off uh, chris pratt really nicely and, and working with the rest of the the team there particularly two characters that are digital as well um and, and not necessarily there um and i i think her character her gamora it's probably a bit different to the comic one who was supposed to be a you know the world's most dangerous uh universe's most dangerous assassin and and she's not sort of that kind of badass in in the films but she's she's tough in a sort of in a slightly different way do you know what i mean you know um and uh, yeah, I like the way she kind of softened ac- across the films, and her relationship with Nebula changed, and and you know they actually started to kind of fix things up again at the end. And you know, Gunn said that the whole series of films was kind of about dysfunctional family, really, and and I think that's you know very uh, true and, and quite noticeable. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to the third one. I'm I'm glad that they brought Gunn back for it, and obviously uh, with what happened in. Um, uh, Endgame and Infinity War, uh, Gamora is not not the same character she was at the end of Guardians 2, so it's going to be interesting to see where they take things for her, which I think will give her a new challenge. Yeah, I think that's... It's it's really interesting, yeah, because there was so much like progression for the character yeah. in the first two Guardians <clears throat> films, and obviously Infinity War... I'm not even going to put spoilers. There's no need to... <laughs> no, no, if you, if you haven't watched it by now, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. Um, Gamora died. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, came spoiler. back in Endgame from a different timeline. Yes. And so, yeah, like it leaves us in a position of how is how do they handle it in Volume 3? And I yeah. think that's going to be such an interesting way because they're wrapping up a lot of stories in this one, it feels like, because yeah. they've kind of said this is the end of this version of The Guardians. Yeah. So there's there's obviously Gamora's and I, in probably intertwined with that is Nebula and uh, Star Lord's yeah um, stories are going to be wrapped up in some way. So it'll be really interesting to see how they want to go with it, and yeah. I, I I trust James Gunn to handle it. I think the Guardians films are probably they're two of my favorites from the Marvel ones, and I think Volume Three is definitely my most excited one for next year. Yeah, me too. I think. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And and there's the Christmas special one coming 
very soon actually maybe yes, next week i think that that's, is that's next released. week yeah um so yeah looking forward to that that's going to be uh silly fun eh? i can't believe they got kevin bacon in it <laughs> i mean this this is it this is the i feel like this is the only way they could get away with it in a way <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i feel like i remember when volume two was coming well uh, they said they were making volume two they were like oh kevin baker's gonna play like ego <laughs> the living planet which have also been kind of cool in some ways but I think I think this is the better way to handle uh, Peter Quill's obsession with Kevin Bacon and <laughs> Footloose. Yeah, I, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good fun. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm big, big uh, fan of Saldana, and you know uh, the the films that we've talked about are, are, are all worth watching. So you know, if, if anyone's lis- listening, and uh, you, you know they've seen something else that we haven't talked about that they recommend, you know I'd love to hear about it um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know check some other stuff out. I'm always up for watching others. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I, th- I think there's a lot of other ones to talk about. We've obviously kind of handled quite a lot of the bigger ones. Yeah. But there is plenty of like smaller films to see as well. So yeah, yeah like if you have seen one and you feel like you this is a you must watch this let us know because yeah i'm always happy to to pick up on some extras yeah which brings us on nicely to the role of natiri which is why we're here to speak about her really so uh let's start with her role in avatar i mean it's it's ridiculously good right (laughs) yeah she uh she's another uh, classic cameron strong female um but then you know as the film goes on, you know, you discover this more sort of softer side to her and, and, you know, she falls in love with Jake and, 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 and I'm really excited to see her being a, a mother now in, in the new film and, and where that's going to, uh, where they're going to take all of that. And in, since the first film came out, I've become a, a parent as well. So it, it immediately makes stuff in the new one. It kind of, you know, I can connect to it a lot more, um, and, and I like that they've kind of moved them on for it. But yeah, I I thought that um, uh, she played Natiri with a sort of, you know, there's there's definitely something kind of alien about her, and you know, in the way she talks, and you know, not not just the the sort of uh, tone of her voice, but you know, the language as well, and the, uh, and the sort of the way she uses wording and and her physicality as well and um i i think she's just just a great strong character and um you know like i said but she's got a you know almost a kind of a human side to her considering she's an alien you know um and and it, it was fascinating watching her and jake kind of grow close together in in the film and uh you know to see her being uh you know really protective of the family as well and and you know like kind of you know the bit where she screams at him and you know you'll never be one of us and stuff every time i watch it's still really powerful and and she's just so good in that bit and in all of it really um and uh i don't know about you but the bit at the end when she goes into the uh uh, container you know when he's he's struggling Mm. to breathe and she holds him and, and he puts his hand on her face. <clears throat> Such a beautiful scene. And and also, like, whenever I watch a film, part of me's thinking, like, is, is engrossed in the story, and another part of me's thinking, that's a cool shot. I wonder how they did that. And every time I watch that bit at the end of Avatar, I'm like, CG is so good in that scene, putting her in there, you know, when she's digital with with the real uh, Sam and, and, the, and the real set. I'm always amazed at that bit. Yeah, that's one of those moments. And I think it's a very underrated moment in the film. Yeah. 
And I think that's something we're going to see in the way of water, especially because obviously they've got Spider, who is going to be directly interacting with a lot of the, these avatars. Yeah. I like the, the Na'vi, I should say. That, yeah, we're going to see this sort of size difference and the way that human characters are interacting with the Na'vi yeah. and for it to feel very tangible. And I think that's always a worry when it comes to like when you're integrating the two with yeah. like reality and virtual reality. It's really hard to like get that always to mesh. I know there's some very bad examples of things looking <laughs> like they're completely shot. In, well, as as they mostly are shot in completely two different places. Yes. Yeah. But this is one of the you know uh, if anyone's going to make it feel realistic and and lived in, it's it's going to be Cameron and his team. Yeah. Well, there's that shot in the in the trailer uh, where some of the kids are jumping across the. Uh, you know the the rock strings and stuff. You know mm. the Hallelujah Mountains and Spider was jumping with them, and you know the whole scene is is digital, and he's perfectly integrated into it. You know it's it's absolutely real looking. So yeah, that that's going to be fun seeing all that um, in, interaction between them. And uh, also, so um, if if anyone's read the High Ground uh, first book, um, you you'll get a bit of an idea of where spider is um you know what his relationship is like with with the rest of the sully family won't you mm. uh, i know my friend uh discovering pandora he has done a lovely little video on all the deep all, all the juicy gossip from high ground volume one have you read it yet <laughs> i haven't no i am sadly waiting to see it i'm gonna see if i can get hold of all three before the film come out yes yeah. they're supposed to be waiting. out before it aren't they because it it, it kind of leads into it but i, I gotta be honest it's been um as i think uh discovering pandora will say as well it's been hard work getting them uh, i i couldn't order the first one on uh amazon for for the physical release they never listed it like that but they had the other two as physical and then i got it from forbidden planet in the end but it was delayed like three times so I'm hoping they'll get the other two out before the the film. Otherwise, it you know kind of misses that that window a little bit. But it, it's really good, great artwork in it. Um, and and like with all the comics they've done, it's just good to go back to Pandora and you know see new stories. And it helps kind of get uh, you know excitement built up for you know the the future and what they're going to do with things. And so, what what do we feel like? Uh, what's what's going to happen with Nateri? Obviously. I I am the 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 very bad person who suggested the trailer was suggesting that maybe Nateri is not going to make it. Uh so it came from you. <laughs> well, I say it came from me. I saw people talking about it on Twitter first. Right, I, okay. I personally made a video about it. <laughs> so that that's interesting. So you mean the bit where um Jake says to to be uh you know is it strong heart he says and then she she picks up the bow um and and then they're standing there amongst all the fire and everything. Um, I thought that uh, we were going to get some real badass stuff from Nateri. That's kind of what I took. It felt a bit like uh, maybe something's happened and she's kind of uh, not been defeated, but, um, you know, is, is sort of, uh, you know, down on, down on her knees, maybe, you know, kind of can't carry on sort of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, Jake kind of gives her a bit of a pep talk to stand up and that, that picking back up the bow and standing up, it, it could be quite a kind of powerful moment and whatever's happened. Cause there's, there's theories that one of the kids doesn't make it, isn't there? Um, and, and, uh, yeah, and they too, he's going to kind of 
you know go for you know whoever's wronged the family i think so it's uh, that's uh, it's always interesting how particularly with a trailer when you're not really getting all the info how people can interpret things differently so yeah i took that as like oh yeah she's gonna be going uh you know full out now for you know protecting the family and stuff but i, I could be wrong you you, you could be oh, right i more than more than hoping that i'm wrong i <laughs> this is a theory mostly based on the fact that i really don't want it to be right and i've got this habit of like predicting something and it being the complete opposite so <laughs> it's a safety precaution <laughs> if um if they did if they did kill off Naituri, uh yeah, that would kind of, that would suck, wouldn't it? I mean, it would certainly, uh, you know, bring the kind of emotional side of things to to the foreground. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, how about you? I I wouldn't want that. I don't think. In fact, I know I wouldn't. I, for me, I wouldn't want it, but I could see how it could really like. If if Cameron was like, I want these stakes. You know, I want you to be emotionally distraught. I want you to be going into the third one, being like how do we come back from this yeah that's that's the way to do it yes it is and yeah i i think um for me like i said about you know with kids and stuff if one of the kids goes and anything i watch now where a, a child dies or is, is kidnapped or something like that i find it really hard to watch and uh you know so if, if one of their kids was was to be killed or something i i think that might be more uh effective for on me and then to see how jake and natiri deal with that um so uh yeah yeah it's going to be interesting to see Uh, i think we're not going to um we're not going to get through it in one piece i i don't think you know no i i think we're now at the point where we know someone is somewhat someone certainly of significance is going to die but we just well who yeah there was that picture of Jake that they released where he's got the white paint on him, wasn't he? He's got big scratches on his face, um, which people were saying looks kind of um, ceremonial, like perhaps a funeral type, uh, you know, look. Um, so, oh, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, when like, when we go watch the film, like I, I want to know everything immediately. Like I wish I could, you know, plug into the Matrix and just have it uploaded. Because I, I kind of, you know, I can't wait, but also I want to sit there and, and you know, savor it all and uh, you know, take it all in. I'm hoping that I'll get a chance to go see it um, <clears throat> a couple of times in the cinema. It's uh, you know, it's harder when you've got kids and stuff like that. Um, I saw the first film uh, a lot uh, over the course of about a year um, when it first came out, um, and I don't expect I'll be able to top that this time. But yeah, I'm hoping to go go at least a second time over Christmas at some point. I suppose the bonus with Avatar is it will be in the cinema for a good couple months. So. Yeah, in fact, I was talking to um, a, a dad at school uh, yesterday, actually, because he said he would be up for seeing it. And uh, I mentioned going to see it and he, he works shifts uh, in the police. And he said, oh, it, it might have to be the new year based on my shift pattern. And I said, oh, that, that should be fine. It, it, it will be on then, I'm, I'm sure. And um, it, it, it's... It's been quite interesting actually as well this talking to people out in the real world and, and mentioning the film and that oh you know when when's it out i want to go see that you know i love the first one and it kind of completely contrasts you know a lot of what the online chatter was about the film um you know that no one remembers it but people say say to me oh what you know when's the new one out and i'm like uh sometime in december you know like really december 16th has been burnt into my mind for like a year now (laughs) but i just i need to play the obsession down a little bit so yeah it's just 
before Christmas sometime. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, just go cinema around Christmas. You'll be fine. You'll find. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you the exact date, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for me is that Avatar. This is the thing with uh, like fandoms at the minute, and I think it's, it's interesting that all this is, seems to have spouted since Avatar's come out. Is that fandoms are like the main drawing point of like what is culturally relevant and what is the is something something popular is whether it has a huge fandom and avatar doesn't have that level of fandom that say marvel star wars dc has but avatar really appeals to the wider audience who are not online all the time like like us <laughs> and yeah I th- that's it, it. I, th- I think you have to um so- sorry to, to cut you off though. i think you have to um kind of look uh you know the online world is obviously not the real world at all and um you know you know people uh, that i've been talking to like at the school gates and stuff you know and the film comes up they, they want to go see it and you know when, one of the other parents i you know she said to me i've seen that there's lego avatar she thought she said i thought we could go halved on, on one of the sets but then we'll have to argue about who has who and um you know i thought but that just that says so much you know that people they remember it and they like it and and also like you know you've you've got pandora at disney world they they wouldn't have that if this film had no audience and and i think you're right you know it's it's, it's not as kind of vocally active online but you you can just see the uh you know the the change in things recently with the the view count on the uh, trailers you know uh, being so big and like just discovering pandora alone you know they their follower count as climbed massively recently if if you've seen and, and i bet yours has as well and your listeners and stuff and you know people are sort of coming out and saying yeah yeah I, you know i like it and they're no longer you know kind of hiding and saying oh no you know i don't remember it anymore so yeah it's, it's a great time to be a fan and you know it's, it's really nice to kind of meet other fans and you know having been kind of on my own in it for so long you know and and now actually they're, they're the people i knew were out there are out there and now everyone's kind of finding each other and stuff which is great yeah and i think that's the most exciting part is yeah we're just we're coming together for something to celebrate and yeah to be able to celebrate a whole new movie and hopefully sequels beyond that as well yep that's yeah. what i was gonna say it's not just one we've got you know hopefully another four so you know we've got a, a long time you know of this ahead of us which is great so all being well, we've got to make sure we buy lots of tickets so it makes money and they make more. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been such a pleasure. So uh, where's the best place for people to find you? Um, so my uh, personal Twitter is at Jeff Cockwell, which is G-E-O-F-F, uh, and my surname is C-O-C-K-W-Y-L-L. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, Avatar fans come say hi. Um, quite often chat about the film and then my doctor who podcast is at who c2c which is who corner to corner so if if you're uh, into doctor who at all or want to hear from actors and directors and people like that then check that out as well and yeah thank you for everyone for listening today and uh enjoy the the last month before we have a new avatar film (laughs) yes not long to go and and uh, if you'll have me sean it'd be great to come back and talk about it when we've seen it and uh you know, I'm, I'm going to have an exciting new year plan of everyone just coming on to just basically talk about the film. Great. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a good. <laughs> it's going to be a good year next year, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be a lot, a lot to talk about. I, I can. I can just hope. <laughs> All right. Yes. Everyone, have a good day and speak to you again soon. Bye.